What's up, y'all? It's Mike B., your favorite news junkie. Black, Educated, and Broke is back for season five. And when I say y'all are not ready for what went down on our first show back, if I could be a fly on the wall, wait, I was a fly on the wall because I was doing behind the scenes with our producer Zay from the Bay. Listen, stay tuned. It's season five of Black, Educated, and Broke. Alrighty, guys, Black Educated and Broke in the building. Season five going live. I know a lot of y'all was expecting us last week, but we wanted to, you know, keep the suspense and come back even bigger, even better. Yes, hey, Ron, welcome. Welcome to season five. You're still hired by the grace of God, yeah? Damn, that means you, you're welcome, man. Okay, you know exactly, so keep it cute. Randy hey, Q. What's up, Randy? What's going on? Maya, how's it going, Maya, girl? You doing all right, girl? Just go and give him some kisses on the job and talk to me. It. Huh? Wait. Okay. Um. I know we. I know we talk about this later on, but like, let's not do too much starting on. Right? <laughs> but hey, y'all. Yes, thank you, Maya. I'm glad to Written see you. Up and up to termination is what they tell you. Damn sure, final. <laughs> By the way, you look very nice. I love your lashes, your little outfit. It's a really cute, girl. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, hi, day afterwards. Uh, hey, Mike B. He's walking in a little later. He's going to be joining us later. Glad to see my brother. I'm glad to see everybody in the building. So I want to get right as well, y'all, because y'all know it was crazy stuff happening. Q, I'm going to let you go first because you were saying something about a business. What's, what's that about? All right, so when we are over the news and things come up that we are not aware of, mm-hmm. things that happened in the past, I've gotten to the point where I, I guess I'm numb. I already figure out what's happened in the story, and this story was no different. Once I heard the beginning of it, I figured it out immediately. And then I listened to the second clip, and my um, speculation, I guess you could say, was confirmed. So... Here's this man, Vincent Simmons. He was sentenced to 100 years in prison in 1977 for raping two white twins in Louisiana. I'm late. Just flow with me, man. Just flow with me. Just walk and flow. All right. So it's come out, Karen and Sharon, that's the name of the twins, um, that he could be innocent. Evidence does not support that he raped anyone. Or was in the vicinity of what happened. So, long story short, uh, there are two twins, again, Sharon and Karen. They went out to some desolate place in Louisiana with their cousin. At this time, they're 14. Their cousin is 18. <clears throat> While they're out, they say that they was raped by a black man. But a couple days later, so when I'm listening to it, I'm like, mm, something's not adding up here. Something's not adding up. They said that the black man, Mr. Simmons, told them if they say anything, he had the address and everything, he was going to kill them. So that's why they didn't say anything. But as I got to listening to the story, I'm like, something isn't adding up here. I said, they went out there with their 18-year-old cousin somewhere out of those tales. Oh. So, yeah. Oh, the 18-year-old cousin was a male. Yes. Oh. Yes. So, when I listened to the second half of the video, I got confirmation that they were having, not both of them, one of them was having sex with the other sister. So they tried to make it seem like there was this bloody scene. Their cousin was locked in the trunk so he couldn't save them. 
but there was no blood recovered at the scene at all. Not in the vehicle, not anything. There was no blood. But they also said in their racist tone, all niggas look alike. Oh. And it's not me, you know, embellishing the story. They literally said that. Think about where we are, 70s. Yeah, in, in Louisiana. Louisiana. Um, they said they couldn't necessarily pick them out. But here's the thing. In the media, and we know because we, we wrote for print, you can't have a picture that's subjective or objective because it could spoil the true report. Yep. But they did it anyway. Of course. They have exactly. a picture with him walking into court with handcuffs. So everybody sees that. So they're going to assume he's guilty. Off rip. Not only that, the jury, 12 people, right? Rather be judged by 12 than carried by six. Yep. No 11, 11 white men, one black woman. Y'all see what they did there. We got the one. woman. We got the woman. We're going to say, okay, this isn't racist. We got a black person on there, but you got a woman who is more privy to a, a rape allegation. She's going to be more sensitive. Absolutely. She's going to give you what you need for a conviction. When she walked into the jury room, the white man looked up at her and said, oh, it don't matter if they said you, he's already guilty. So he didn't. He never stood a chance at all. They don't have any evidence, physical evidence, nothing on this man. And they are working on getting an appeal at the moment. CBS News did a clip on it. It was phenomenal. They didn't talk to him, but they did talk to the sisters who admitted to sleeping with their cousin. One of them admitted to it, and they said it started around 9, which would make sense why there wasn't a bunch of blood if she was 14. Virginia was already gone. Got oh, freaky nasty cells was penetrating your own cousin. And then I feel like they may have went home and somebody may have seen them in a small town and you know they talked, talked, chatter, got to going, and they had to blame it on somebody. I've had so many cases like that. Oh, of course. I mean, what is the probability of somebody black in America getting a fair anything? You, you know what I'm saying? And that, ladies and gentlemen, is Mr. Daniel Dickey. Don't forget the mister. We'll talk about him later. He's going to be one of our guests tonight. Play. Some type of punishment for people that make them type of lives. Yeah, I agree. Because you ruined his life, his family's life for some bullshit, bro. Like, you need to be on death row uh, in prison for the rest of your life. So they, have, they admitted they were sleeping with their cousin, but they didn't admit Not that. both of them. So one of them had sex with the cousin. Right. But I think they have been messing around since she was nine, so right, that's a case in itself. That's, but I'm saying they didn't, did, did they say that the black man did Mr. They said Vincent didn't do it. They just no, said, they hold on to it. But they said they slept with the cousin They said he it. did it. And that they slept with their cousin. All right, so we already know what this is. They didn't get a fair trial. They got this black man hung up for some bullshit. What's the next up topic? Yeah, I mean, but what are we going to say now? You know what I'm saying? We, Yeah, exactly. You said Louisiana. You said black man, 1977. This is an open and shut case. For on for on, in black culture, we understand that that he probably didn't do it, and that's just uh, yet again another injustice that we're dealing with. So right now they are um, looking at evidence to bring the case forward for an appeal trial, um, and the thing is, the judge is he's on board. He don't feel like the prosecution had enough evidence. There was evidence left out from the defense team. The prosecutors kept that they never presented. That right there is almost enough to. Put it back on. We're definitely going to be praying for Vincent Simmons. Yep. Fin finally. 
Yeah, finally. Okay. Now, now, even though this this then, next then, subject is gonna be a little, uh, it's gonna be a hard, quick turn, but you know. Tag. All right. So this next one is a tag here, right? So I want to talk about <clears throat> the penises that have been uh, trending on social media here uh, these last couple of days. Um, if you heard the noise in the background, excuse me, the team is switching because the guys, you know, hey, 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 you don't want to talk about that. But, you know, we can always be real and stuff in here, okay? I'm here, for, I'm here on behalf of um, the, the dope black males in America. Daniel, yeah, Daniel, yeah, no worries. We're going to talk more about him later. Ladies, ladies, ladies. But, um, so the penises that have been training, so if you don't know, so one of them were um, Nelly. Nelly is getting hot in her, right? So there was a video trending where it was a girl who was giving him head. You know, going to town, right? And so, um... We need to go into town, Stan. That's what they said. She was going to town. Um, okay, y'all y'all think differently, but the whole issue, everybody's, you know, judging the size of this man's uh, penis and thinking, like, oh, my God, this is what Nelly... I thought Nelly... So I just want to first ask the ladies on the show, what, what did y'all think about uh, Nelly's uh, pick getting out, and did you feel unimpressed or whatever? Tell me, you know I was unimpressed. Okay. Just by penises or what? Like, what do you mean? Oh, okay, got it. Penises just on our pressure. Yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah, that was kind of. <laughs> you don't like the look of penises. I don't like just, the look of that's them. Just, yeah. What about the feel of them? Um, I like silicone, right? Okay. 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 Got it. Got it. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. So it's silicone for you. Got it. <laughs> okay, Maya. <laughs> I'm sorry, Zay. What? I'm gonna go at you. <laughs> I was unimpressed. It was the head was just she wasn't doing nothing. Like, We're not talking about the girl. Okay, talking about his size. Also, oh, what you're saying is that you, the the head job that head still was going job. down was not at the level that you deliver at. Got it. Okay, got it. Okay, got it. Got it. Got it. She should come to your camp. Got it. Back to the question. I was unimpressed with the size. Okay. But I did read a comment and they was like, "Nelly got everyday penis, but he got like boyfriend penis." Yeah. <laughs> and it kind of makes sense. People I know what that means right now, so that's not what I'm looking at. So it's just like, yeah, elaborate on that. Yeah, because people ask what the boyfriend penis means. If it looks like boyfriend penis, what does that mean to you, Mike? It's enough that you can feel something, but not gonna like be in your stomach. But it's not gonna be where it needs to hit. Well, well, okay, got it. it that's a, that's a very. But you can't do it. Can I See, I consider, question. I consider, oh, I'm going to give you your, the mic, sir. But I consider boyfriend penis is just like that everyday penis. Like, it's cool to do what it need to do, but it ain't like, oh, my God, girl, I yeah, got I'm dead. It's not going to have me wild. It's got no porno dick type yeah, of Yeah, I'm not going to be wild enough. Like, it's just average. It's just average. <laughs> like, it's going to do what needs to be done. Well, just. I ain't going to be like, I ain't going to do bullshit. According to medical studies. <laughs> The, the 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 average yes no it's actually five inches is yeah 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 five five inches is the average length of a, a penis of an American male um so yeah so yeah 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 so it's just you know so yeah so it's like you know so it's like you know there's so I don't I did not see the video because seeing you know male 
uh, genitalia has never been an inspiration of mine. Um, however, comma, just, you know, just on behalf of all the males in America, you know, um, you know, even, especially the overachieving males such as myself, you know what I'm saying? The above average, the, the above average males such as myself, I understand what little dudes are dealing with, you know what I'm saying? And it's five inches and that's, that's what's, you know what I'm saying? That's all that's really happening. But apparently one of your major G-spot areas is like two inches into your exactly. vagina. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, yeah. That's why I feel like people... For a woman, I feel like it's, it's not so much the length and things like Yeah, the motion of the ocean. Yeah. It's about how thick it is. Mm -hmm. That's what I feel like women can feel. Yeah. When I, saw, when I saw Nelly's video, see, this, when I saw Nelly's video, I felt like people made it worse or deal than what it, worse deal than what it was. I didn't think it was just horrible. Now, because he was Nelly and I have a celebrity crush, I did think he was going to have that man dingo. He, he got, I mean, he's got, he, he could buy everything that he needs to buy for every woman that needs to be bought something. Yes, yes, but no, you guys, you guys don't know that. You guys don't really know the difference between those two in the first place until until you give them the pussy. Because we have a we have a misunderstanding, like, and this is not me speaking from experience. Okay, be clear. Oh, oh. I'll tell you, I'll show you what I'm saying is. What do you mean when you say a penis is not something that you control? Like what you want with what you want. Yeah, facts. So, to on this, I'm not taking up on that. Not my problem. Okay. But what I'm saying is to, to ridicule him or whatever because of his size. That's him. Hey, it is what it is. Somebody like Ashanti was there for years. Okay. Okay. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, you kind of, you kind of are, you kind of are. Okay. Got it. Okay. Oh. Oh. Okay. 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 All right. Therefore, like I said. Him having everyday penis and that being brought to my attention, it made sense. Okay. Okay, got it, got it. Is well, let's, it? Let's go to Little Fizz's thing. Okay, it so was Little Fizz, <laughs> Little Fizz was another dick penis that was exposed this week, and you know people are calling him the mushroom penis and yeah, saying yeah, it was exactly like very skinnyish. Like. But well, I, I mean, it was like so big at the top. Yeah, the head was just that one little squishy thing you squeeze it and like it get big at the top, and he's like, that's exactly what it reminds me. But some girls like a big tip, you know, because they feel like that's you know hitting that two inch. Okay. I've never asked that. I've never made that request in the history of my life. It was like it was swollen. No. Yeah. Her, Mr. Daniel, yeah. Um, yes, five inches. Five. Yes. That five inches is the tip of well, then I guess you're satisfied. So that's his whole. That's like, weird. So put your hands like this on what size is good for you. Why would I do that? It's not that type of episode right now. I'm just it's asking. It's totally that type of episode. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maya's like, listen, give me nine. Give me nine or, or, or I'll be fine. <laughs> what, okay, so when I became active. Okay. Okay. It has not been with anyone. Yeah, so so you've been sexually satisfied 100% of the time with the men that you've had previously had relations with. 100% of the time. Okay, fellas. You got to okay, satisfy a customer. Yeah. Okay. And, and what but I so as the only as the only male as the only male in this current moment, were they equally as satisfied with your performance? <laughs> they be repeat offenders. Okay, let's say that. I, I mean, 
I mean, sometimes willing participants are. It's that nobody else didn't answer. You I, oh! Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, good pussy energy is very hard to gather. Okay, but if you got shit, you gotta advertise it. Therefore. Okay. Okay, so this is my. So okay, yes, sir. The, so your satisfaction is strictly off size. No matter how he works, right. no moves, no nothing. No, that's not the case. So you already gave the man the exit because of his size. You didn't even uh, yeah. Size is actually um, a big factor, but it's not the only factor. Well, I mean, I have to feel fulfilled before I let you continue. So it's already. Uh, hold on, wait. Hold on, wait. Have to feel fulfilled before I let you continue. Tell me more. Can you elaborate? Feel me based off of you being all the way inside, and I'm like, all right. Now yep. let's start with the motion. Yeah, but it's like really like I think it's like thirty percent of women's climaxes come from penetration. Like so, it's like not even that's not even like the top place for it to happen. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's oral stimulation is the quickest path to a woman's fulfillment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, if you're really doing it right, you know, they, they're giving you, you know what I'm saying, a little uh, a little head in the whip type energy, you know what I'm saying, before the penetration, because the penetration is really more for us. The oral part is more for you. Like we're segueing into a whole other episode. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Ladies, huh? Fuck your thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, believe me, sweetie. I like, look, believe me, sweetie. Yeah, yeah. This has been exciting, y'all. You gotta keep it locked right here. Black Educated Amber. What's good, Kings and Queens? Your boy Ron and Black Educated and Broke is back with a brand new season, and I'm back with a brand new update about our friends at the Green Toad Hemp Farm. The Green Toad Hemp Farm now has a brand new location right here in ATL, 825 McDaniel Street, Atlanta, Georgia, 30310. And I got a brand new promo code for you to use. B-E-B-A-T-L 2020, and you'll get 10% off. You can order on the greentoldhempfarm.com, or you can go by their new location. The Green Toad Hemp Farm is the absolute best in all CBD products. They have smokable hemp flour, health and wellness, edibles, vapes. They even have products for pets. The Green Toad Hemp Farm will make sure that your CBD experience is, well, you know the rest. This is your boy, comedian Marlon Ballard, man. Y'all are in Black Educated and Broke Podcast, man. Check these cats out. They're funny, man. We had a hell of a time. Check them out every single week. Tune in. So we kicked off Season 5, Episode 1, Black History Month 2022 from the Russell Center for Innovation and Entrepreneurship. That's named after the late, great Herman J. Russell in Atlanta. So a modern-day renaissance man, Mr. Daniel Dickey, that's who joined us. And I asked just for a little sound, but he gave us a jingle, and it went something like this. I'm on black educated and broke with no jokes. I smoke and 
We vibing on this podcast. I saw laughs. Got a new Chuck Curry fan, and she's a cutie standing in the corner. Randy got me chilling, even though she ain't no have no drink for me. But Poseidon got me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this is good, a good flow. You know what I'm saying? Like, just warm me up. You guys already had me talking for two hours, and then you guys didn't have any of it. Yes, you got to get me in. The, the spirit is not flowing. We got to get the spirit flowing first, Randy. Well, that show didn't go as planned, but shout out to the folks at the Russell Building and Mr. Daniel Dickey. He joined us again, a second interview, dropping knowledge to the people, had Maya by his side, had Run going in on some black business and black customers, Check this out. Check this out, guys. So we tried to do this man? last week, you know. Let's just keep it funky, Randy. We, okay, we're we just going to tell the people, hey, listen, I'm last just, week okay, we recorded we recorded with Mr. Daniel Dickey, and we had some technical difficulties that didn't happen yes. very often. Man gave us a but, jingle and everything. But uh, we have him back for the second week, and we're going to do it. We ain't even going to harp on that. This time it's going to be perfection. Yes, perfection. So... Let me reintroduce him, but I'm going to let him introduce himself because he does such an amazing job at that. It's but I just want to say that, you know, in honor of Black History Month, we want to highlight black pioneers that are making a difference right here in our, amongst our own circles. And so we wanted to have this gentleman on the show because he's truly impacting lives. Like, he literally grooms and makes men. And I'm like, man, this is the type of pioneership that we want to listen to, we want to look up to. We need this type of influence. We got to have him on the show. Definitely, I'm not one of those, my mindset on general is to keep it moving forward positively and productively no matter what. So, yeah, no, I did not give her the blues. I gave her the side eye, and then I moved on with my life. Yeah, 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 no, definitely, you know. Right. Ish. And we really just don't have it. No, we have 18 minutes worth of it. So, this really has six minutes of the show. Of the show, but I had live video. Shout out to the live. Oh, yeah. No, no, we definitely talk a whole lot. Moving on, this is a new week, okay? We can't stay back there. Okay. So, um, how are you doing today? I am active and shooting a good percentage. So, what made you come back after we kind of had such a dumb one? Uh, yeah, exact facts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, no. yeah, 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 yeah. No, that was the uh, you, some, it, that was in summary. <laughs> Yeah, and then I heard Maya was gonna be here, and you know I didn't know she was gonna. I, Chuck Curry. Curry. Yeah, yeah, the, yes, new, new fans, new fans. Shout out to the. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So yeah, I heard. I didn't know she was gonna come through with the lashes for me and all. Uh, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know she was gonna be this lit today. You know what I'm saying. Like you know, right, right. You know what I'm saying. Right. You know what I'm saying. It's the it's the it's the baby hair curls in the back for me. It's a little back curl for me. <laughs> For those who doesn't know about the Chuck Curry reference, so um, you know, on our um, unplugged, unedited episode, an unseen episode, yeah. you know, we kind of talked about 
That's your nickname, Daniel. Chubb Curry. It's one of them. One of them. And that has to be because you really can play some damn basketball. Yeah. Um, I mean, I give I give niggas buckets, definitely. And I don't look like I do, but I'm a killer. And then for the Chubb, just to be funny of... Um, well, I, I didn't actually. Uh, shout out to my homeboy Brian Short uh, at Hideyaki Bespoke. Uh, he actually gave me that nickname because I pull up from very disrespectful locations on anybody's son. Yeah, 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 or or anybody's daughter. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know, I play with some WNBA athletes, Olympic gold medalists, all of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just what I do. If, if hand down, man down is definitely how I, how I go for me. Because yes. Oh yes, hashtag Chubb Curry. Yeah, C H U B B C U R R Y. You know what I'm saying? I'm the, the I'm the the other Curry. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm the I'm. Yeah 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 definitely. Okay, but that's one of your many talents though. Being sure. an athlete, sure. you do a lot of that. But mm-hmm. the main thing we knew that I know you as you um are a civil rights activist. That's one of the main things that I know you always are um, thinking about our whole generation our whole race as a whole and things we need to overcome and do better at as a people yeah i'm actually just getting back from uh, being in miami for the 10th year celebration of the memorial of trayvon martin and so i was there over the weekend with al sharpton tamika mallory and some of the top activists uh, across the world i like that and you know with it being black history month and like i was saying in the beginning of the show we wanted to have you on are a pioneer your representation of like i feel like this is black history we sit in the making and so what i just want you to do is kind of tell a little bit about our, of our audience a little bit about your background a little about what you've done and why are you known as the goat in these atlanta streets because i know you are because i haven't been around and everyone knows you everyone respects you like you talk from the owners up everybody like you get in with access i want you to kind of talk about your background so they'll understand why i'm well, I am a true Renaissance man, uh, which means that I'm versed and capable across lots of fields and expertise. Um, I own a award-winning brand management and strategy consulting agency called the Resource Guild. In that space, we've worked with iconic brands like the Ferraris, the Maseratis, the Miller Coors's, the Hennessy's, uh, but then also the Two Chains. And I've, in my career, I've worked with LeBron and all kinds of people. Um, and so then I'm also a singer-songwriter. I went to college on vocal scholarship as an artist. I've been blessed at this point to open for John Legend, Jagged Edge, Carl Thomas, Ryan Leslie. I did NBA All-Star Weekend 2019. I performed my music on NBC. Uh, and then I'm also, um, as you said previously, an activist, and I, and I, I channel that through um, the Hosea Feed the Hungry and Homeless, where I am uh, the chairman of the Young Professional Advisory Board, and then I also am a lead on a program called Big Brothers Anonymous, and that's a program that we do to impact young black men from the ages of 12 to 24, which is like really like the boys to men process for black men, and I do that. Um, with the Barack Obama Foundation and my Brothers Keeper Alliance and the Fulton County Youth Commission. And it's something we do at the Legacy Center. So I'm about that life. I'm an a award-winning, a championship-winning basketball and soccer coach. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I grew up playing soccer. I'm, I'm from Wilmington, North Carolina. It's super-duper white. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And, and growing up, oddly enough, I was too skinny to play football. Keywords, keywords, oddly enough. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's no. There's definitely still like a weight requirement at every at every phase. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. So 
Okay, so with people can say like, dang, that's a lot. Like, is, ain't that too much that he's doing? Like, how you able to do all of that? And I would say just because you know you don't do it alone, like you believe in mm-hmm. using each other to all make it happen. Facts. Yeah, I think we're all put on on this earth to be the answers to each other's prayers, and I think that's one of the reasons why I think in the black community there's so much despair, there's so much depression. Our suicide numbers are going up at high numbers, and I think it's because we aren't really tapped into each other, and we aren't really tapped into our purposes. And I think we're, we're all here for the same things. Well, I actually created an algorithm for that. It's something I call the purpose algorithm, and it's helping others. Plus, your unique gifts, skills, and abilities equals your purpose. Like, there's no, it is me. God is not going to be talking to you in that way, you know. But if you definitely, like, but he will bless you on your way somewhere. And he'll definitely bless you on your way to being a blessing to others. And helping others. But, you know, some people kind of, like, stem away from that. Because you try to help somebody, they trying to take it, make it their own. You know, they trying to start something that's, you know, maybe an opposite or maybe a competition of you. But... Yeah, but I don't think we're even close to that point. I think selfishness keeps us from most people from ever even getting close to that point. You know what I'm saying? So no, I don't I don't think we're even close. I wanna to talk to you about yourself. Okay. I feel like sometimes you have to be selfish. So Yeah, tell me about that. And and tell me why, because what I'm gonna after you finish, I'm gonna definitely make you feel like that. That's really what our oppressors have created. It's a it's a part of the psychological warfare that they really did to us. Okay. I just feel like the best way to watch your back is to look out for yourself. I mean, put yourself in a better position because you know you can't help broke people be broke. Well, I mean, I would say first of all, like you know, unless you have eyes in the back of your head, you will never ever be able to watch your back. So the only way you can really have your back watched is if you have somebody who trusts you that has their back to yours. You know what I'm saying? It's like when when you see the military, it's like you go in, it's like, watch my six. And my six is what's behind me. I can't watch that. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, yeah, no, it's it's about the teamwork. That's the only way you can ever watch your back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it does. And that's the only thing that makes a dream work, and that's why people aren't achieving their dreams anymore. Sometimes we get in our own way. I can assume this is where you're headed. But by all means, go into where you're going. But the mentality of the slave is not even just the enslaved. But us as a whole, I got to get what I can get because I don't know how long I'm going to have it and if they're going to take it away. So we kind of guard the things that we get and the achievements that we have because we don't want somebody to come in and mess up what we started and now it both was yeah, no. Uh, to me, I think all of, I think our oppressors have done such a good job with the psychological warfare um, and those aspects because we think that we are in free thought, but these are thoughts that were programmed into us. Like, you know, it's not natural for we're the most loving, we're the most giving people that have ever lived. Like, and even when you look at the reasons why we fell from having all the power and all the information and all those kinds of things, it's because we trusted people that didn't have good intentions for us. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was like, you know, like we, you know, we trusted white people you know thinking that they were you know here to help and all that but they were really here to pillage and destroy um and so that the the selfishness is something that really keeps us uh because to me in my opinion i honestly think that i don't think racism is the biggest problem that we face in black america 
I think the biggest problem we face in black America is that black men and black women don't get along. You know, yeah, it's like, because if we got along, I mean, uh, just uh, there was just some recent stuff that came out on CNBC where they talked about the, the black earning has gone up, but the black net worth has gone down. You know what I'm saying? So we're buying a lot of things that don't have real value, but we're spending real money. Anytime we're talking about the word trillion, that's more than million and that's more than billion. And that's what we're spending in America. And we aren't spending it with our own businesses. You know what I'm saying? We aren't spending it uh, intentionally. We're buying a lot of things that have no real merit or no real value. We're still buying these luxury brands that aren't made by us, that are literally exploiting us and exploiting our likenesses, exploiting our symbols. So I think it's just we really do have to have some type of uh, awakening that that reminds us of who we actually are you know what i'm saying black history month is a good time to kind of think about these kinds of things because we derive from the people who created everything you know and when we were creating everything we weren't thinking that we had to watch our back or be selfish or any of those other kinds of things it was the exact opposite of being those things it was i understand it if, if i'm putting my peas into the pot and she's putting her peas into the pot and he's putting his peas into the pot there'll be more peas for everyone but it's like with everybody having that mentality that, you know, they can't work together because, like, for those, like, I want to work and help this black person, but, you know, this other black person is so, like, they're not they're not motivated. They're keep tarnishing down. It's like, where do you kind of find that moment? I can understand. Well, like, dang, I'm trying to reach out. I look around me. Nobody's trying to do what I'm trying to do. Nobody's really trying to help. So you find out doing it by yourself. Yeah, but the thing is, is what we got to really look at is, it's like, you know, like they say, there's nothing new under the sun. Like, nobody has this so groundbreaking original idea. We're all doing the same shit. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, and it's in, uh, and I find with uh, some of the younger generations, there's such a high level of perceived originality. Like, like, you really think this is your own fresh exclusive idea? Like, hello, somebody did this 30 years ago. You know what I'm saying? Like, nothing that you guys are doing is new. And so somebody did this before you. And so that person can help you do it better. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, I, I think any mindset that's divisive comes from the devil. Um, and they and they come from our oppressors. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah. So, so yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. But it's just, there's no reality to us not being able to do things together. Because, again, when we were building this country, we were doing that together. You know what I'm saying? We it, it was begrudgingly. It wasn't. It was. It wasn't happening. Um, it wasn't happening of free will. But we were still doing it, and we were doing it together. And there were systems and all those kinds of things. And people still leaned on each other, and they still trusted each other, and they still looked out for each other. And so, what the trick is now is is to have us everyone thinking like you just said, like, oh, I can't. Nobody else is doing this. Nobody's gonna help. Nobody. But there's a bunch of people that are willing to help. They just need to be coached and they need to be influenced in the right ways and no definitely and there's a relearning that has to happen like i think that just what we the system that we have is not one that's going to teach us to be to they don't want us to be together so togetherness isn't going to be at the top of the food chain it's going to be you know have your own start your own and what we see now you see the, the amount of spending is going up but the, the worth and the value has gone down and so we're all ready to start our businesses and all those kinds of things but at the end of the day we aren't growing vertical companies and most people aren't even employing people. You know what I'm saying? All these all these air quote bosses and there's just them. Like, how can you be a boss? Like, you don't have any employees. You know what I'm saying? You're not a boss, you're self-employed. You know what I'm saying? And so, uh, like, this, our, our people don't need a bunch of self-employed people. They need people who are building companies that can employ other people. 
and that's not what's that's not traditionally what's happening. Yeah. But, um, you know, you're talking about that. It brings up something else that you want to talk about. And I always love for you to expound on that about eliminating the word humble. I love when you talk about that because that's just a, a reality check that we all need um, uh, eliminating the word humble. The, the word humble isn't helpful to us. And uh, I think the word actually really, really, um, when you look at the definition, I think it really rivals the definition of low self-esteem. You know, because the word means for you to um, look at yourself um, as someone who has a low amount of value and importance. You know, it has nothing to do with how others see you. It's about how you see yourself. And to, that the word humble is to look at yourself uh, with a low estimation of your own value and importance. How could that be helpful to oppress people in an oppressed land? Okay, so what if somebody says, I don't want to be a person that brags? So. Yeah, but the thing is, is now what we look at as bragging is people, you know, like for me, like just what I told you who I actually am. If, you know, for a low vibrating person, they could seem like I'm bragging, but it's just my actual life. These are the things that I actually do. This is my, this, these are my, I have receipts for all of this stuff. You know what I'm saying? So this isn't bragging. This is who I actually am. And I think that that, in the, the, the humbleness makes people not even take up the space that they were allotted, the space that they're supposed to take up on the earth what's that Kendrick Lamar be humble yeah that was a dumb song Kendrick Lamar yeah 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 yeah. like why would why would you tell black people to sit down we need to be standing up for a lot of shit and standing with a lot of people on a lot of shit yeah so no we don't need to be humble or sit down that was a dumb ass song Kendrick Lamar alright <laughs> like hashtag no yeah hashtag yeah for the crackers Okay, well, you talked about buying black, and it makes me think about one of the things that we are talking about, the Black Wall Street Market. Mm -hmm. And that is a place where in the city of Stonecrest where people can actually go out and sell their black-owned items, products, mm -hmm. and go out there and support. Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I would think that's the first time I heard of something like that here, and I would think the city of Atlanta and Chocolate City we would have something like that. So that's something you would think maybe would be help to have more of those around yeah but this i mean but the thing is is like you know when you look at a city like atlanta like one of the things that i enjoy about atlanta um is i think first and foremost atlanta is the best city to be black in in the united states so without question i don't think there's even a, a even a close rifle um, well i mean because you in, in every everywhere you go you see black you know what I'm saying? I turn on the news. I see black newscasters. I go into the bank. I see black tellers. I go into, uh, I can specifically and exclusively only go to black restaurants. You know what I'm saying? I can go to black grocery stores. And so while black Wall Street is definitely, new black Wall Street market is definitely something that's of value, high level value. But there's just areas that you can go to. I mean, damn near everything on old Nat. Is <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, I you, you can find black business people doing black business everywhere in the city it doesn't it's not whether there's a major concentration in one area or not it's everywhere that you go like you could literally always go to a restaurant for breakfast lunch and dinner and never have to spend money with anyone other than black people in atlanta just in general that made me think about people to say that black people don't support some black businesses because it's bad customer service or they take long. Like, <clears throat> for people that say that, everybody has a different opinion on that. What, what do you say to people that, well, I don't support the black business because they got bad customer service and they always late in the heat. What do you say to them? Well, I mean, I think that I think it's the energy that you that we bring in, but I also think that we really have um, 
eroded some of the fibers of our of our existence and from some of the fibers of our being because we really have gotten to a point where we look at being a servant and serving others as this demeaning place to be but all the greatest leaders were servants and so it's like when you look at what's you go to restaurants and stuff like that and you know ratchet regina got this attitude and all this kind of stuff like that she does have an attitude you know what i'm saying the food was slow the food was cold these things are actually happening and but i just think that we definitely can't wait to shout to the mountaintops on about how something was bad but we aren't calling fair games because we don't shout to the mountaintops when it's good you know what I'm saying? And then we also don't actually ask to speak to managers and owners of restaurants to hold them accountable. We just go to our social media, don't ever go to this place. And we do that so quickly with our own restaurants. But when it happens at these white people's restaurants, oh, that, they just had a bad day. You know what I'm saying? We give them all the grace and all the passes. So we are sucking at serving each other. Um, our restaurants a lot of times do underwhelm us at the at the level at the level of customer service. Um, so there's actuality to that, but it's also there should be some level of accountability, and it shouldn't be going out to shit on the business to everyone else. It should be a conversation with the management and with the ownership of the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Facts. Like nothing can go wrong because it's a black owned place. Mm-hmm. Anywhere, anywhere else you can tell you to go. Why mm-hmm. you put me into your last establishment? Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, for years they didn't want your black ass in there. Mm-hmm. Facts. So how is it that we have these? Q. Oh, so sorry. <laughs> oh, Q, man. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, we're welcoming Q back. He's back. Yes, he's back, ladies and gentlemen. All right, yeah. Right, right, right. Yes, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, right. It's the rude interruption for me. Right. So focused. Focused on the show. Love it. Dialed in. But these other people can be rude, you can see. Chinese, Chinese hair supply. Yeah, we need, to, go we need to kill these high expectations. I mean, of course you want to go somewhere and get something good. You want good service, you want good food and all that. But shit go wrong. That's just accepted. Whether you black, white, whatever, shit go wrong. But when you continue, I mean, there's people on the beauty stores on the fucking news. And they done cut somebody out or fighting some shit. That's probably because somebody said the wrong shit. They basically like you dogging out a lot. Let's <laughs> In another language, some they they shit. You don't even know how they shitting on you. <laughs> but yeah, but we also do have to get back to you know valuing our people and seeing the value in them, seeing the value in spending our money with them, and all those different kinds of things at a much higher level. Um, you know, like I say all the time, I, I think it's I think it's unforgivable that Chick-fil-A gets to sit so high above every other fast food restaurant related to customer service. 
You know what I'm saying? Like I'm ordering at a at a I'm I'm ordering at a drive-through window at every place, and I'm pulling up to another window, and I'm asking for ketchup and extra packets and all that kind of stuff like that. And that's the only place that gives you that. Oh, it's, it's my pleasure. You know what I'm saying? Like like that. It's my pleasure energy. Right. Exactly. And so McDonald's, they're open. Burger King, these places are open and they're doing the same shit. They're putting a, uh, some meat between some bread with some stuff and some French fries and a drink. But why does Chick-fil-A so much higher? Yeah. Well, I'm not saying that they taste the same, but the, the point is, is that it's all the same shit. It's like I can get a chicken sandwich anywhere. I can get chicken nuggets anywhere. But why are they so much better about the way that they treat you than everyone else? Like, why? Like, is can it can are these other restaurants not teaching? At that level, you know what I'm saying? Like, and what is that? McDonald's ain't never got nothing working. Everything always broke. No, I don't be broke. They just be trying to clean that motherfucker and they don't want to have to start it over for y'all. Either that or it's broke. Like the McFlurry machine. Every time I go in there every summer when I want an Oreo McFlurry, oh, the machine broke. What's oh, the yeah, the machine. Oh, now the yeah, ice cream. Oh, the ice cream machine is always broken at McDonald's. Every location you go to, oh, it ain't working. Hold on, wait, wait, we're quick. That should be fixed now because they did actually make headlines last year that all the machine was getting broken. The CEO came out and spoke about getting them all fixed. So that shouldn't be scary. That shouldn't be. No, wrong, <laughs> but you see how quickly that went away, though. Like, it came up and it went away, so we don't really know for right, sure. Right, right, right. But it's going to be up for this week. I'm mad he came for the Jesus chicken, like Chick fil A got. <laughs> They got yeah, but we're not talking about the chicken. We're talking about the service and how and, how, and why is their service so much better than every other fast food places? Yeah, like that's the that's the issue. But it's the issue with this. It's the issue with the in being in service to others in the first place. Like, why? What? When do we de- being to come here to be servants? When do we decide we were going to be so bad at it? Mm. I guess when you're Sunday off days on Sunday, you got to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> it's a Sunday. God bless you. That's a good question. I think too. No, they definitely do. They obviously have a, a real commitment to it. But why don't any of these other restaurants? Why don't why don't our black-owned restaurants have that same commitment to customer service? You know what I'm saying? Why is it like you know why 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 does that energy have to come from them? Like you ask for and it's I guess you know what I'm saying? Like like come on, Ratchet Regina. All I asked for is some ketchup. You gave me French fries. What the fuck. <laughs> I think the old saying goes, you give what you give. So, like, I think, like, if something you don't goes have wrong, to, though. Yeah, but if you if you a customer, right? I mean, you don't have to act to ask. But, you know, sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Act to ask. And then, when you're dealing with each other, it's like, oh, nigga, we're not doing good. So then you end up with that energy coming right back at you where you calmly say, hey, uh, this is not correct. And why is it wrong? Take care for you, but when you going out, hell no! Nah. Yeah. I paid my money. Why the yeah. fuck this ain't the way the fuck I wanted it. Come on, man. Georgia. Straight out of Georgia, right there. Texas ass fuck out of here. I mean, but that was a great Georgia accent. Go ahead. I do. You're not in Chick Fil A with that shit. I assure you. Oh wait, I didn't see a couple of ratchets. I ain't never seen nobody. I have, I, I sure have, and like it's the fix. But you know, but I will. I like that you say that because I think that's the main thing too. Because I didn't, you know, may go to these 
maybe fast food places that are in the hood, and I I see the attitudes, I see it going. But you know, you're right. You're like, oh, hey, yeah, yeah. They, I, you're right. You're cool. They kind of like bring it down, and I think that goes back to the vibration. If you're giving off good vibrations, it's like they automatically like, okay, let me let me let me bring it down. So I think it's how you talk. Now you just why? Why? You said you say everything's not gonna be a perfect experience. It's, it's not, but just sometimes you just like the vibe like this yeah, but if you are talking to the owners and to the managers, you aren't really giving them a chance to actually be better. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, you know, one and done is def- definitely, like, I-, I think at a certain point, it's like, my one and done is because I did talk to, to somebody in leadership, and they weren't willing to make any of my um, grievances right. You know what I'm saying? But it's definitely not because, you know, because then you sometimes you find out, you know, the girl's in training. She just started. Today's her first day and all those kinds of things. But it's also just I, I think I don't think we are doing a good job at, again, the customer experience aspect. Like it very much bothers me when I go to restaurants and the waitresses and wait staff can't tell me whether something is good or not because they never had it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Serve these niggas everything on your menu. So when I ask them about it, it's not, oh, I never had that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, like, yes, like, no. Like, let me know what's going on because you know what's going on. Like, if it's not against, if, if, if it's in your diet, then you should know what this tastes like at this restaurant. You know what I'm saying? But it's just all those little things just kind of go back down to us just not willing to bring excellence to the table on a regular basis. Like, I think we stopped really trying to be great. Um, and I think that's really what the challenge is, even as it relates to customer service and so many other aspects of life. Your very key principle about helping each other. So, like in situations of hey, taking the time to talk to the owner, to talk to the manager, you know, like hey, and just being, you know, giving people an opportunity to change and not being so dismissive. I think that's still like the root of it. Mm-hmm. All right. So, I want to go ahead and get ready to wrap up here because um, we're got a. Another uh, slap or dappy guest coming on later on today on the show. But before we do this, Daniel, um, Black History, you know, um, February 1st, February 28th, um, you're a pioneer in the African American community, um, a trendsetter, a leader. Um, I always like to ask our guests, like for those that are listening, what are some last impressions that you could You know, you dropped a few, dropped more last show, but that's my fault because it didn't work out. But what are some lasting impressions you want to leave out for our audience? Can we savor the moment just for just three seconds? Ashe, thank you. I just wanted everybody to remember the Randy minutes and fucking up. I, that's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. Oh my, really? <laughs> we on the side that was way. so that's dramatic. Exactly, that's exactly what I was thinking. I appreciate Holy that. Shit. Thank you. That was so dramatic. Your face is just like. I was literally looking at you and thinking that. I think that I admit when I'm wrong. You did. Oh, that's some bullshit right there. This is positive vibrational energy. Remember what Daniel Mr. Daniel Dickey said? Respectfully, as our guest is still right there. Right. I'm sure you know you don't want to do this. I absolutely do. I'm very accountable. Yeah, she has to because I'm jealous. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's giving CEO energy. <laughs> yeah, and so um, I don't even know where I was going. 
Um, cause I, you know, I've, I've just been distracted the whole episode by Q on his, on, I'm like, he's like, he's on his phone, he's on Snapchat, he's on Instagram, he's not engaged, like, you know, it's just, you know, to be treated so rudely, you know what I'm saying, on my second episode, you know what I'm saying, that I came back and, and, and Q just, I mean, hello, we heard his music coming through, I look over and it's his Instagram feed, he went, he went through every social media platform, he hasn't asked me maybe two questions. Uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's my black kings, you know what I'm saying? Look, no, you have not because you haven't been on it. Yes, yep, it, it was Q. He's, 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 How dare you disrespect Chuck? Exactly, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Look, you know what I'm saying? Look. Okay, first of all, I didn't have a chair, so thank you very much. But I, but we got you. I got you a chair, boo. You know what I'm saying? Look, you know what I'm saying? But Q over here. Your body's here with me, but your mind is on the other side of town. Like, you know what I'm saying? You messing me around. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, my goodness. It, it, yeah, yes. You know what I'm saying? Now we just got to get Q. Q, did you have any questions or anything you'd like to ask or anything? You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay, got it. Last week I asked multitude of questions. Okay, this week, multitude of social media feed monitoring. Oh, okay, got it. Okay, okay. I remember the fact that we were engaged. Okay, previously, in the previous episode. Okay, okay, got it. This episode, you know what I'm saying? This wasn't, you weren't. Okay, well, okay, just my observations. You know, ex expert. Tell me perception is reality. Well, yeah, and well, and I think that that's something that you could. I think perception and reality are definitely something. You know, yes. Look, I think perceptions and reality are definitely two things that they aren't always factual because I think people's perceptions come from their traumas. People's perceptions come from their life experiences, and so you're going to perceive things if you know if you have a negative outlook on life. Everything you're going to perceive negatively, which is not a reality, or or the vice versa. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, while I was watching you disrespect me on the show, you know what I'm saying? But by, by you know by you know what I'm saying by not paying attention. You know what I'm saying on social that kind of thing. I can I can cruise the social. I can listen and engage at the same time. Okay, or then press the finger on your thing where you're supposed to leave it on mute, and then we have music playing through the show. Okay, yeah. So yeah. So uh, okay, got it. Yeah, got it. Okay, got it. Yes, yes, facts. You know, you know, it does. You know, drag me out here and ignore me and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah. Basically, it's not really me. It's the fact that Granny fucked up and tried to bring you back. Out oh, we're oh. Uh, okay, got it, got it. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, it's 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 not it's not that's not high level uh, vibrations right there. You know what I'm saying? But nevertheless, I just want to just address for this for the record, okay? So what happened was there was a uh, technical issue, okay? Okay. Not necessarily my fault or anyone's fault, okay? Shout out to the Rice Building and allowing us to do our podcast and their wonderful podcast studio. But we had a technical difficulty, and therefore that amazing first time interview was scratch. But we're very grateful, Mr. Danity. Right, and Q was obviously so triggered by it that he just decided he wasn't even gonna pay attention this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah yes, obviously. No, we could tell. You know what I'm saying? No, that nothing has been more clear about this episode. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, nothing. Yes, nothing has been more clear, Q. There, yes, yes, 
yes, it was. It like I'm I'm watching Q, and it's just okay, yeah, okay, yep, yep. There it is. Oh, oh, kid brushing his teeth. Oh, yep. There it is. Oh, yep. There it is. Uh, yeah. So, look. Oh, and then Daniel, I think I know where you're going on this. Ah, uh, do you know where I'm going? Like, like, or or. Erroneously. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm just. Yeah, I'm just glad that I had this. I, I'm just glad Maya was here to give me comfort in the midst of the turmoil that I was experiencing on this right side. You know what I'm saying? With you know what I'm saying? Like just you know, I'm I just so Maya. Thank you so much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. Well, I'm just calling a fair game because somebody's got to do it. You know what I'm saying? You know, I was just looking so much forward to talking to Q. You know what I'm saying? But Q obviously wasn't looking forward to talking to me. You know what I'm saying? You know, and so. No cap allowed. Your boy. Uh, not your oh, 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 good. Oh, whoa. whoa, right, exactly. Yeah, so, Mr. Daniel Nikki, how can we follow you and keep up with all your Uh, you can follow me on um, social platforms at Mr. Daniel Dickey, M R D A N I E L D I C K E Y, and that's on all social platforms. And you can tap into what my agency is up to at Resource Guild or www.theresourceguild.com. Yes, and I strongly encourage you guys to get these tidbits or uh, we'll call the Book of Daniel and all these uh, Danielisms that he's going to be dropping. You guys got to be checking out his YouTube page because he definitely drops a lot of knowledge there. He does the Can We Talk Challenge to show off his vocals. There's a lot of awesome stuff on there, so make sure you are plugged in and tapped in with Mr. Daniel Dickey. Thank you for your Well, I appreciate you. Oh yeah, thank you. I felt that. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Meanwhile. Meanwhile, Q still on his phone. But look, so yes. Look. Okay, okay, Q. Okay. Okay, okay. Okay, yeah, I don't get those alerts. I'm not that pressed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Okay, Q, we have on behalf of all the people that were here for the show, you know what I'm saying? Yes, we appreciate you also. Okay, got it. Yeah, got it. Y'all keep it like right here on Black Educated. Ambro! Hey, say, man, somebody told me y'all ain't been watching the YouTube channel. It's not that hard. All you got to do is type in Black Educated and Broke in the search bar. You can listen to it while you driving, while you working out, whatever, while you doing homework, school papers, whatever, man. Just cut it on and listen and explore, expand your mind. Yo, this like where's the hemp at though? I, this is the second time I heard this hemp mentioned. I just gave you the location. Slow your roll. Okay, okay, slow, got it. slow down, slow down. Look, I got you. you look, and then and then we didn't talk about the fact that you know Q actually had a yeah. We look, look. Hey Q, hold on, but Q, we didn't talk about the fact that Q spent the last Tuesday. I mean, last Wednesday he was in these streets with me that night. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? We didn't even talk about. I forgot about all that. Wonderful time. I met Jazzy. 
I mean, you know what I'm saying? We, I mean, I thought Q was going to bring that to the episode, yeah. but I guess he brought Instagram to the episode. You know what I'm saying? Not content, but I'm having a night with Mr. Daniel Dixon. Well, there you have it. Season 5, Episode 1 of Black Educated and Broke. Thank you, Brother Daniel Dickey, for hanging out with us. As always, BEB, Black Educated and Broke. We're on Facebook, Black Educated and Broke on Instagram. BEB Podcast underscore ATL on Twitter, blackeducatedandbroke.com. We're on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. I'm Mike B. Follow me on Twitter at Mike B underscore news. Next week, we have author Sha Rich joining us discussing her upcoming book, Modern Day Lynching, new shows every week on Black Educated and Broke. Don't wanna know you player What you gotta say Just like this Loud as you can Say fuck that bitch Five minutes ago You was thinking Would she Roll out with you And give you some pussy I don't think that's going down But you don't wanna go home now You better get up on my face